1: I've got about a thousand turkeys worth of
0: tinfoil. Okay. (laughs) I have the world's most violent water polo match. (laughs) Excellent. And welcome to Date Fight on the 6th of December. It's a podcast where we look through history, we find the most exciting, important, funny things, and we say them
1: to each other and then pretend to compete for your love. I'm Jake Yap. He's Nat Tapley and he knows loads about history and that's why he's thrashing me. Uh, (laughs) 6-2 is the current score for this week. Uh, Whoever loses, me, it's always me, uh, pays the forfeit on Sunday and that's fine because I have to bring some value to the podcast somehow. Uh, Let's get on with round one. Yes. one! (laughs) Go on, then. Go on, then. I'm going to go to the
0: 6th of December, 1956. Okay. At the Olympics in Melbourne, the Hungarian water polo team... Hmm? (laughs) This is made up. (laughs) This 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 needs some context. So, earlier in the year, the Hungarian Revolution had happened, where the Hungarians had tried to liberalise and get more democracy in Hungary, and the tanks were sent to put... uh, The Russians sent tanks into Budapest on the 1st of November and from where they were practising, the Hungarian water polo team could see the smoke and hear the gunfire. Um, They were in mountains above Budapest. So that's the backdrop to the meeting between the Hungarians and the Russians' water polo match a month later. Also, the Hungarian water polo team hated the fact that the Russians had been spying on them and stealing their training (laughs) regime. (laughs) So it was a real grudge match and uh, so the Hungarians worked out that they could... Taunt and kick and punch the Russians under the
1: water, and no one would know. Right. Hungarians- I'm sorry, taunting under the water. Is just- <laughs> 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 oh, is
0: oh, it? it was they were to- doing
1: gestures. Were they doing Probably. gestures? All right.
0: Yeah. Um, Hungarians were currently the world champions in water polo, so
1: they were Riding pretty high. excited yeah. by
0: this. Anyway, they were, were winning 4 0 in the final minute.
1: Mm. Just like you. <laughs> when. <laughs>
0: When Zador was uh, marking Valentin Prokopov.
1: Oh, <laughs> come on, this is made up. Go
0: Valentin on. Prokopov lost his temper and punched Zador, who was Uh-oh. the Hungarian captain, in the face, what? and there was blood everywhere oh wow and there was a riot in the stands they all came down the hungarian supporters started shouting things at the russian team and the whole thing had to be called off and the russian the hungarians were given the win because they were leading four 0 in the last minute but it was the most violent it was known as the blood in the water polo match <laughs> <laughs> it makes it and sound slightly more exciting than it is that makes no, it sound no, no, like but jaws it
1: was awful because the referee was a shark <laughs> <laughs> and it and really it was two kicked off. when it started <laughs> that's amazing that's really cool um, fine, I am going to go to the 6th of December, 1884, mm. when uh, the pointy bit was put on the top of the Washington Monument. Oh. And the Washington Monument, it's made of marble and granite and bluestone gneiss. mm very very nice nice. uh it's the world's i I mean we're getting quite granular on what it's the world's tallest nowadays okay Okay, so it's the world's tallest predominantly stone structure (laughs) (laughs) and the world's tallest obelisk Uh, it's a 555 feet did it need the point on to become an obelisk what was it before that uh, it, it was still an obelisk, okay. but the thing is, so the the top mm-hmm. of the the sort of needle yeah. is made of aluminium, oh. or if you're in the states, aluminium, and I'll come mm-hmm. on to that. At the time, it was by far, by a huge margin, the largest piece of aluminium ever cast Ooh. in one smelty thing, <laughs> casty thing. <laughs> So, how high do you think that aluminium point is on the Washington Monument? I how like high this.
0: off the ground, or how no, big no, no, how tall is the is?
1: is the point? Thirty meters, nine inches. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was a it cost a dollar an ounce, and this was a hundred ounces of aluminium. But it right. was very hard to get hold of, and. Uh, the original quote was for, like, $75. And wow. then the guy who cast it invoiced for $265. <laughs> and, and literally, they sent some army boys down to say, what's this invoice, then? What's going on here? <laughs> and he said, you don't get... I couldn't cast it in sand. I had to make an iron cast, and that took yeah. a lot of time. It was really tough. And in the end, they agreed on $225. So it did quite oh, well. well, I think. Um, and uh, it was supposed to be a, a lightning rod. Right. And does aluminium conduct uh, lightning? It, it was hopeless um, in fact when they went and sort of renovated it yeah. um, they just all the aluminum was just melted away just right. all over the shop uh, and stuff, so it was it was all pretty hopeless but um the the aluminium or aluminum nine mm. inches of that yeah well, it was that was wild uh, in those days, and they actually <laughs> for two days yeah. it sat in the window of tiffany 's in New York. <laughs> uh like a jewel and later is it aluminum even wilder later they put it on the floor and visitors were allowed to carefully step over it so that they could tell their friends they'd walked clear over the top of the Washington monument uh, i wish i'd done that <laughs> i really want to have done that yeah. the closest
0: i've got is Blackpool tower that bit with the glass bit <laughs> um
1: but why aluminum and aluminum I don't know. Do you know about that? I don't know about Sir, that. So, that's Sir Humphrey Davy. Mm. So, uh, his, his first attempt at it mm. was to call it aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminum. Hello. This is in 1807. Uh, and then he changed it to aluminum mm-hmm. and finally settled on aluminium. Right. Uh, and this was so. It, so, they just never got the last memo? Well, well basically, the his sort of peers, his colleagues in the world of science, probably the Royal Society, uh, they preferred aluminium because it had more of a classical ring, just Mm. made up, nothing to do with, like, its composition or anything. Sounds like proceeding. And it charmed with, well, like, potassium, sodium, magnesium and all that, uh, which Davy had also named. Right. Uh, But... Did he try potassium? (laughs) Potassium. (laughs) Magnesium. Potam. (laughs) Magnum. 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 He invented the magnum. So... Uh, but why did it stay as aluminum in the States? I don't know. Uh, it was Webster's Dictionary, which in 1828 mm. listed only the aluminum form in its pages. Really? And basically, in common parlance, it was aluminum in the States. And then whenever anybody went to check it, journalists, yeah. if they were writing about this yeah. miraculous new thing, they just go to Webster's Dictionary yeah. and go, oh, it's aluminum. And so it's because of that uh it's it stayed like that so uh it was only so was it in 19 19- or was
0: it a de- decision to exclude the thenium
1: uh, it's thought that there was a progressive shift starting around 1895 mm-hmm. when it went from em to um mm. um but you can see that at some point it got ported over from england yeah as aluminum which is what it then was yeah. then england changed its mind yeah. no one updated america <laughs> webster's I dictionary they, was published they, in the meantime and uh, they, the american email yeah yeah the american Chemical Am Society list of <laughs> element names do you mean the email <laughs> the american chemical society adopted it formally in 1925 yeah. but that was just because everyone was already calling it aluminum and it would have been <laughs> stupid but they are the chemical naming authority. They get to choose. Yes, really. In America, it's not a democracy. Well, in America, okay. so the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry, and they do get to decide. Well, well those people the don't the
0: understand chemistry, so they just do what they say.
1: They standardized it to aluminium in 1990. Mm. So
0: there you go. Well, I think you win that because that's uh, really yes. So happy. Washington Monument is so exciting. I can't, I, can't, I can't
1: remember what I said. Can <laughs> I? <Look at laughs>
0: Fine. It was, oh, it was Blood in the Water. It was the water polo.
1: Oh, yeah, that was good. But, but it, it was wasn't basically a, a weather spoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday. Happy birthday
0: to Agnes Moorhead, who played Endora in Bewitched. That's nice. She was great. Was she? Yeah, she's the mother in law.
1: Okay. Oh, brilliant.
0: Um, Also, happy birthday to Ira Gershwin He's one of the two best Gershwins
1: (laughs) Don't make me choose I can't, (laughs) George (laughs) It's George George.
0: Happy birthday to Yekaterina Budanova Who was a Soviet uh, Flying ace during World War II She shot down a few Germans
1: well she was her. one of only
0: two female flying aces in the Second World War. Wow! Germany
1: had some women who flew planes, but they were only test pilots. They weren't right. fighting actual enemies. Oh, that's charming. That's charming. You can't do any of the combat, but you can you can yeah, just yeah, get you up in the thing we'll sure, just make sure it works. Yeah, just make don't, sure want, it's fine. don't want anyone valuable yeah, this crashing. Is, this one's brand new. We're really not sure about how it's going to work. You just slimy. I wonder if oh, those, it's fine. Is it okay? I wonder if those two women flying aces ever encountered each other. I think they did. They went out together. Oh, the Russians, because they were oh, both right. the Russian. OK, it, right, right. It's, yeah.
0: um It's Yekaterina yeah, Budnova and Lydia Litvinyak. Wow. That's a film that needs to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now I've told everyone. Idiot. Let's hope Quentin Tarantino isn't listening to this podcast
1: <laughs> for many reasons. I think it's pretty safe. <laughs> These guys have got a great idea on the podcast. A you little know, like ooms. Um, I think I might date her one day.
0: <laughs> Happy death day. Happy death day to Roy Orbison, who had his death day. Justin was having a comeback. It was a shame for Roy mm. Orbison. Uh, he was just coming back into vogue when he deathed himself. <laughs> he deathed himself right off. He deathed it right up. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jefferson Davis. He was the president of the Confederate States of America during the Civil War. And afterwards, he was kept in a small cell um, where the Pope wrote him nice letters and sent him a portrait of himself. Oh, a, that's
1: the best gift you could ever get.
0: Uh, after he was imprisoned, he went uh, to look for a... He went around to try and find jobs, but apparently no one would hire him because he was the president of the Confederate States of America, and no one um, thought that anyone in the North America would buy anything from him. So he tried to get sales jobs, and they were like, just looking at your CV, um, there are war crimes for four years (laughs) (laughs) in defence of slavery. (laughs) And after that, all seems pretty good. Well, it's prison. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and also, and what have, you do
1: what you do with your free time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Happy death day to Johnny Hallyday.
1: Oh, Johnny Hallyday! Oh, he is the best. Oh,
0: you
1: know him?
0: Johnny Hallyday? I know Johnny Hallyday.
1: Oh, he is the best. He is dead. It's very, very sad. He was an incredible singer. He wrote unforgettable songs. Johnny Hallyday. <laughs> vous, oublié, you uh, don't know? De... You don't know Johnny Hallyday? Uh, but he is world chansons. famous. What? In France, <laughs> yes, <en> France.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every yeah. French person meilleur, does that en France. <laughs> yes, Meilleur du monde en France <laughs> And that's the death days Brilliant Round two. Okay I'm taking you back mm. To the 6th of December 1974 Ooh. And it was a great time for pop
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness Where is this going
1: Well, you know, uh, in 1963, the Beatles had started a tradition of releasing Christmas records for their fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 1974, George Harrison, Mm -hmm. of course, has a fresh idea Mm -hmm. and releases something for New Year's Eve, thinking, that's the pension sources. (laughs) That's
0: that's really when people are looking to buy songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're full of Christmas
1: dinner and they're thinking, what's the fresh new sound? Yeah. Do you want to have a sing song? then by Ding Dong Ding (laughs) Dong, by George Harrison.
0: You know those made-up names you did for the Magical Mystery Tour the other day? They were all significantly better than Ding (laughs) Dong Ding Dong.
1: Yeah, I know. I I did think that. Uh, It's basically a guitar rock interpretation of the Big Ben chimes. So it's like bow, 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 bow. (laughs) (laughs) Bow, 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 bow. (laughs) Now, he says that he took the lyrics to Ding Dong Ding Dong. (laughs) From Big Ben? No. From engravings he found in his 19th century home, Friar Park, in Oxfordshire, which had had a rather eccentric founder, a guy called Frank Crisp. Anyone with a noun for a surname is funny. You know, Vincent had. (laughs) It's just always funny. Uh, Frank Crisp uh, was very into microscopes. Right. That's all I know. Um who did the engravings then? Was it Frank we, himself? I guess, possibly. Or his house guests? But what I'm going to say is, I'm guessing engraving is quite hard and takes a long time. Yeah. Because ding dong, ding dong, as a song, <laughs> runs to approximately three and a half minutes. Okay. And contains 18 different words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I counted them. And presumably engraving on curves is difficult. So were they all letters which are
1: pointy yeah, letters? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's a lot of ding dong ding dong Wow but a G will be very difficult to And there's, there's a sort of ring out the old Ring in the new, ring right. out the false Ring in the true, that sort of right. thing and, But so it, it, it Boils down to 18 different ways. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss song He <laughs> oh, followed wow. it up with hat cat cat hat <laughs>
0: Good old George
1: Some of oh, his songs you know were so great I loved Fab I thought that was a great song all right. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I guess
0: I've lost this one as well, have I? No, I'm not sure that you have. Well, um, I'm going to the 6th of December 1922. Mm. The foundation of the Irish Free State. A year after the signature of the Anglo-Irish Treaty, the Irish Free State came into being. As a dominion of the crown, the king was still the head of state and the governor-general was head of the government. But the Irish finally had a country... Of their own again after we taken it away.
1: I've actually won. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. yours, yours is much more important. <laughs> but it is much more is it though? But is it? Yeah. I mean, George Harrison's <laughs> New Year's eighteen single. different words. <laughs> I mean, um, it, like, and the trouble is, it was none of the eighteen words that you need on New Year's Eve, right? like minicab, hi. where, how much <laughs> help, <laughs> hospital. Like, well done though thank you good effort but I, I actually do f- you're going to take a point. point I'm taking a point I'm having it <laughs> right. I'm you having the it point. I'm what sorry 6-4 6-4 but you can afford to lose these points. You, you do have to <laughs> find these this. points. away no, yeah, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. But it does it does raise, raise, the, I mean, stakes raise the, the stakes. I mean, the week. stakes
0: for you know all to play for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's it for today's date fight. Why don't you join us tomorrow? I'd love it if you did. Yeah, and you know you can always enjoy the back catalogue. There's loads of these. Oh, there are. This
0: must be number
1: nine hundred or something. Forty so yeah. years we've been doing. Well this. done. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for your time. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye bye.